Well, g'day everyone. Welcome to this week's edition of The Journey. My name's Jude Hennessy and I am so stoked to be bringing you what is a, a wonderful program this week. It's got some great God spots. We've got a fantastic interview that you're going to hear. And wherever you're listening in from, I hope you're staying warm. And the fact of the matter is, this show does go just about everywhere around Australia. And a big cheerio to all of our partnering radio stations, wherever you are, from all the way across in Perth and People listening in South Australia, people listening in Queensland and New South Wales and Victoria and Tasmania, it's just wonderful to be able to bring this show. And we hope it blesses you this week. I'm pretty confident it will with some wonderful stuff that we've got from a variety of people. Got a great yarn from Josh Clayton, the Bush Deacon, this week. He's based out in Bathurst and he's got a reflection on a recent funeral that, that he was involved in. Father Mark Delaney is asking asked the question and answering the question that he got from a school kid who made God. Bit of a longer piece from Mother Hilda Scott this week, not that you'll notice, her stuff is so good, but she's got a reflection coming out of that book by Cahil Gibran, the famous work The Prophet, and she wants to speak to us about the fact that sometimes love can die and what we need to do to avoid that. And you're also going to hear an interview with a wonderful young woman. We're working through a series of little testimonies with a variety of people, including the net team that we've got in Wollongong Diocese. They're from all over the country. In fact, some of them are from overseas. And this week we're going to hear the story and the journey of faith from net team member Verity Liebetter. She's from up in Caloundra in Queensland. And she's going to talk about her encounter with God and her embracing of a life of faith and the journey that, uh, that brought her there and what she's doing now. First up, though, as is always the case, we're going to be hearing from Max Norden, who's breaking open the gospel this week, Luke 12, 49 to 53. Those words of Jesus, and how he came to bring fire to the earth, and he wish it was blazing already. And Father Slowick Plonker, he's going to talk to us about a baptism of fire. Now, that's exactly what God wants to do to each one of us, wants to set us on fire with love for him. He doesn't come to miraculously fix everything and everyone, but to set us on a, a heavenly journey while we're on fire with the Holy Spirit for him. You're going to love all the music that we've got on the show this week too. There's going to be some, some Reuben Morgan first up and, and My Redeemer Lives. I love that song. We'd better get into it. Faith, hope, love and life. Big show to get through. And I'm so pleased you've joined us this week on The Journey. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, I have come to bring fire to the earth, and how I wish it was blazing already. There is a baptism I must still receive, and how great is my distress till it is over. Do you suppose that I am here to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on a household of five will be divided, three against two and two against three. The father divided against the son, son against the father, mother against daughter, daughter against mother, mother mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. The Gospel of the Lord. Now the Gospel Reflection with Father Slalwek Plonka. The Word of God this Sunday is not that pleasant to hear. It makes us feel uncomfortable. It makes us realise that we may be God-fearing people, do the right thing, and still experience suffering, injustice, division, and discord. Prophet Jeremiah was flogged, imprisoned, 
and then thrown into a muddy well because he warned King Zedekiah against holding out against the Babylonians. The men who loved his people and obediently delivered God's message was rejected and severely punished. Similarly, Jesus went about doing good and yet he stood opposition from sinners and endured the cross, as Paul reminds us. Speaking the truth, exposing hypocrisy, naming what's dysfunctional in a religious system got him in trouble. Do you suppose that I am here to bring peace on earth? No. Oftentimes, we assume that with God on our side, life will be peaceful, easy, and trouble-free. Intentionally or unintentionally, we do trade with the Almighty. I come to Mass on Sunday, and you give me your blessing. I fast on Friday, you give me and my family good health. I hang the rosary beads on the mirror in my car. You grant me a safe drive, and so forth. So many people are upset with God, have given up faith, have decided not to believe in God anymore because He hasn't fulfilled their expectations. We too may be disappointed with God because He hasn't given us a painless life. Instead of living in undisturbed tranquility, we go through a divorce, suffer abuse at work or school, stress over our children's fatal mistakes, or endure a terrible back pain. In the recent movie under the same title, Father Stu has a serious motorcycle accident and is later diagnosed with a rare and incurable muscular disease. At some stage, he says, quoting Bruce Lee, I guess, we shouldn't pray for an easy life but the strength to endure a difficult one. Do you suppose that I am here to bring peace on earth? No. Jesus is here not to create paradise on earth, to miraculously fix everything and everyone and let us live in blissful happiness every day. He did not have a smooth ride in life either. He endured the cross, remember? So what is he here for? He is here to baptize us with fire, to immerse us fully in God's love, and to guide us safely into the fullness of life which we call heaven. If we expect that from him, we won't be disappointed. We will be saved. You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full.
You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. Now, Wisdom from the Abbey with Mother Hilda. Recently, I had occasion to investigate the work of several reasonably contemporary poets, among them the Lebanese Maronite Christian poet Halil Gibran. He lived from 1883 to 1931 and spent a good deal of that time in America. His own life is a checkered one, and in fact, he died as a result of abuse of alcohol. I always find it interesting that some of the best poetic and literary works come from a tortured soul. Gibran is perhaps best known for his work The Prophet, in which a man of wisdom, the prophet, is asked to speak to the people of fictional Orphalese about varying subjects before he climbs aboard the ship that will take him home to his own country. If perchance you get to read any of it, may I suggest you take a good look at what the prophet says about love. I find it to be a very accurate description of God and our life with God if we take it seriously. All you need do is replace the word love in Gibran's work with the word God. So, for instance, the prophet starts out by inviting the soul to listen to love. In other words, to listen to God. And then he says, As love crowns you, so will it crucify you. How hard it is sometimes for you and me to believe in a God who invites us into that deepest of mysteries, love, and asks us to pay a price. He, of course, has already paid the ultimate price, but we need to make our own instalment. Gibran also says... Love gives naught but itself, and takes naught but from itself. Love possesses not, nor would it be possessed, for love is sufficient unto love. And Sister Hilda says, God gives only himself, and takes nothing away from you. Rather, he takes from himself, and he gives to you. In his love, he does not possess you. You're free to choose to love him or reject him. And the prophet goes on. When you love, you should not say, God is in my heart, but rather, I am in the heart of God. Here comes Sister Hilda again. Yes, that's our true resting place. Why not walk around your supermarket one day and repeat over and over again, I am in the heart of God. I am in the heart of God. Knowing that I'm there because God wants me there. Gibran puts another consideration to us when he says, Between what is said and not meant and what is meant and not said, most love is lost. You know, I didn't think it was possible for people to lose the love of God. And of course, from God's perspective, it isn't possible. 
we never can or will. But we can be so negligent of him. We can neglect to speak and we can speak what is not meant. And we can be negligent of the ways in which we treat one another. And in all of that, we can run the risk of indeed losing love. My uncle, who was a priest, met such a man once when the latter was on his deathbed. My uncle delivered him a simple message. It went like this. Listen, mate, God loves you. And no pass, no negligence, no pope, no president, no tax department, no one can ever take it from you unless you let them. You can claim it again now. That is, you can claim the love again now, mate, right now. And then go home. He's waiting for you. I want to say to you, this week, let's claim the love. Thank you to Mother Hilda Scott. Beautiful piece that she had for us this week called Love Can Die. And what a beautiful line and reminder that she's she's taken from that wonderful spiritual work, The Prophet. When you love, you should not say God is in my heart, but rather I'm in the heart of God. How powerful is that? That's our, that's our true resting place, as Mother Hilda said. Beautiful. Thanks to Father Slavik Plonker before that, who broke open the gospel for us for this week, Baptism of Fire. That also appeared on... TV, thanks to the guys from Massview at Home who make this available for us each and every week. We get some great preachers who give us wonderfully distilled down, rich breaking open of the of the gospel. After the break, we're going to hear from Father Mike Delaney. He's going to try and answer the question, who made God? And how sometimes the best answers are the simplest answers, particularly when speaking to kids who have a, a great way to identify and embrace mystery. A bit more music now, his need to breathe and a place only you can go and there'll be some Keith and Kristen Getty in the mix as well before you hear from Father Mike. Faith, hope, love and life, my name's Jude Hennessy. So pleased you've joined us this week on The Journey. Pain is alive on a broken heart Past never does go away we were born to love and we're born to pay the price for our mistakes. Grace, she comes with a heavy load. Memories, they can't be erased. Like a pill I swallow, it makes me well. It leaves an awful taste. Oh, I know this song won't do Enough to prove my love to you In my heart you'll always know There is a place only love can go There is a place only you My notions and words to heart This is the cry of a man I can't bring you fortune or 
noble life, but I'll love you all I can. on the journey faith hope and love for life in all its fullness
Seeing God in life's everyday events, here's Father Mike Delaney. Over the almost 47 years of my priesthood, I've been to classes in numerous schools around the state of Tasmania, both Catholic and government. Some have been teaching scripture as part of a local church group, whilst at other times it has simply been part of my involvement with the school community. There have been many funny incidents over these years and there have also been some challenging moments, so I've tried to express in simple terms what are in reality great truths. On one occasion I was in a kinder class and the teacher asked the children if anyone had a question for Father Mike. One bright little lass put her hand up immediately. She beat the others by a millionth of a second. And she quickly asked, Do you clean your teeth? After being taken aback for a moment, I said yes. And she came back with, But they're really yellow. I tried to explain that as you get older, your teeth do age and they do change colour. But I could see by the look on her face that she didn't really believe me. On that particular day I got quite a few other tricky questions and by the time the class was over I was exhausted and managed to head back to the presbytery and took a quick rest to recover. I didn't really have a rest but it was quite challenging tackling the questions of five-year-olds. Just recently here in Kingston I was talking to a group of prep children and explaining to them some of the things that happen in the church so that when they come with the other classes to school masses next term, they might remember some of the things that I mentioned. At the end of the class, the teacher asked if anyone had a question for Father Mike. Immediately came the question which challenges me every time. Who made God? I'm not sure how many times I've actually been asked that question by a child. I suppose if I'd put a dollar in a jar for every time, I'm sure I could go on a long and enjoyable holiday. Well, before I had an answer for this particular child, another little girl piped up. She said, God doesn't need to be made because God is love and love just is. So I picked up my jaw from the ground. I asked the little child how she knew that. And she said that her mum told her that she, her mum, loved her just because she was her daughter and would always love her and that's what God does as well. So she'd worked out that God must be like love and just is. Whilst there are many theologians who would look for deeper and more structured arguments for the existence of God, this little girl had had it all worked out and her answer not only surprised me, but was immediately accepted by all her classmates and the discussion ended. So I thought about it later. I reflected how often I get caught up in big ideas and words to speak about these truths when sometimes the best answer might simply be the simplest. I've been praying for that child regularly as I pray for all the children in our school. But my prayer for her is that she will not lose that simple understanding of God and his love for her and for all the world. Thanks so much to Father Mike there. He's been dealing with some tricky questions from five-year-olds during some school visits. And now the wonderful answer that a little child gave to a question another child answered, who made God, was so much better than his profound theology, where he's trying to make things very big and complicated. And this little girl just said, well, God is love and love just is, so no one made God. Coming up after the break, though, you are going to be hearing from a wonderful young woman, a little interview that Max Norden has done with Verity Liebeter. 
She's from Caloundra in Queensland. She's a member of the NET team here in our diocese, which is Wollongong, south of Sydney. NET is an organisation that does this work not only all around Australia, working with young people and bringing them the basic message of the gospel, but right around the world too. Similar organisations in Australia like YMT do a great job in, in witnessing really vibrantly and in a really countercultural way, particularly to young people. Well, we're going to be hearing from Verity Liebeter. She's going to talk about her, her life and her faith journey and how she ended up in the National Evangelisation Team being an evangelist, a young evangelist at that. That's after the break. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. I really hope you're enjoying the journey. Voices from heaven heard on the earth Angels announcing our Savior's birth Long night of sin will soon be destroyed Come to the manger, sing with joy Dance in the dawn, it's a glorious day Our deliverer comes as a child in the hay Freedom at last, darkness is gone Come let us dance, let us dance in the dawn
faith, hope, love and life. This is The Journey. Time now for another one of our faith testimonies. And this time we've got another one of the NET team members. I've got Verity with me from Caloundra. Verity, tell me a bit about yourself. So I grew up in a place called Caloundra, um, which is in Queensland. And before coming to NET this year, I was a manager at KFC and I was studying a dual degree in nursing and paramedicine. So did you finish the degree? I did not, know. I was only one year into it and then came to net. Are you going to go back to it? I'm still trying to decide where I want to go after net, so yeah. Okay, so let's we'll get back to that, but right now, why did you decide to join net? How did that come across your radar? So I decided to join net because when I was in year 12, I met a net team and I had nothing to do with my faith at all. And they introduced me to like a youth group and they took me to mass And I found Jesus in those moments, Um, and last year I decided that I would become a Catholic and that I wanted to give people the same opportunity that I was given. So that's why I came to NET. I look forward to giving those people the opportunity that I was given too. Okay, so just recapping there, so you actually weren't um, involved in any kind of Christianity at that stage, so you've, you've actually gone through the full initiation Yeah, so I was baptised into the Uniting Church, but never went to church as a kid. Went to a um, an ecumenical school, which was Uniting and Catholic, um, and then I ended up finding faith in Year Twelve and decided to become a Catholic by the start of last year. Yeah. All right. So looking now at Net, what's actually Net done for you, faith wise, for your own personal faith? Yeah. It's definitely helped me to be more meaningful in prayer and just to spend that like one-on-one time with Jesus. So whenever we have personal prayer, I get to just sit and take in the day, take in what I'm meant to take in that day and just really explore prayer. All right. Now let's look at what you do with the kids. So what, what have been some of the things you've felt like you've achieved and, and it's been a bit of a tough time, really, because of COVID. It's been a bit hard to actually get out there and do a lot of schools work. But what you have done, what have you felt like you've achieved? Yeah, so I really enjoy when we have youth groups on because that is some of the students we get to see every single week and we get to journey alongside them. And specifically, there's these three girls that I always go and talk to at youth group And I see how they're traveling each week. And I think that I really love building that relationship with them um, and just getting to know where they're at in their faith life. All right. And just before we wrap up, let's go back to where do you want to go to? So you kind of started the degree, but bailed out of that to go into NET. So presumably now NET's kind of changed your thinking on where you might go with your future career. So where do you think this is going to lead you? I have a feeling I might end up in teaching. I love talking to students. Um, I love being around them. But I also love helping people out, which is what draws me back to the nursing and paramedicine. So I'm not really too sure. I'm kind of see where I'm led to, I guess. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, great to have had you on the journey and really enjoyed the discussion with you. Awesome. Thank you. Rise and follow me. I'll make you worthy. Rise and follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. P.
Peter, John, and James could never be the same. After they heard him say, I'll make you fishers of men. He said, rise and follow me. I'll make you worthy. Rise and follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. He said, rise and follow me. I'll make you worthy. Rise and follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. Cast your nets aside and join the battle tide. He will be your guide to make you fishers of men. He said, rise and follow me. I'll make you worthy. Rise and follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. He said, Rise and follow me, I'll make you worthy. Rise and follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. Jesus bore the cross to gather in the lost. Oh, what a mighty cost to set us free from sin. He said, rise and follow me. I'll make you worthy. Rise and follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. He said, rise and follow me. I'll make you worthy. Rise and follow me. Well, thanks so much to Max Norden for that interview that he's just done with this awesome young woman, Verity Liebeter. Thanks to her for sharing a story. Can't argue with someone's story, can you? you just got to go, wow, God moves and intervenes and, and acts in each individual's life. And blessings on you, Verity, as you give this yes to a really radical choice to serve on net as an evangelist after being drawn into a relationship with Jesus and really wanting to to share that with others. I hope her story really encouraged you. And a great song there, Fishes of Men by Rhonda Vincent, really appropriate given the yes that Verity has given in reaching out and wanting to share Jesus with, with other young people. Coming up now is the song, Audrey Assad, How Can I Keep From Singing? After the break, we're going to hear from the Bush Deacon. And he's got some wonderful things to say to us coming out of a a funeral that he presided over for Jason and things we can learn from the sort of life that was lived by Jason. That's after the break. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. We're getting near the end, but you're still on the journey.
on the journey faith hope and love for life in all its fullness and now here's the bush deacon josh clayton recently i attended the funeral of someone i'd known for probably 20 years this person had always been on the edges of life always been on the edge of community life of church life they'd always taken part in so many different things They'd have a habit of arriving late for a service, and let's just say it wasn't just with one church that they did this with. They'd arrive late, sit up the front row, and during the middle of whatever the person was saying, they'd just stand there and take their coat off and make themselves comfortable. They're a bit eccentric, but they had had a deep conversion experience that made them realise that faith, that Jesus Christ was someone in their life, was God in their life, that could allow them to live a life that was more fulfilled, more open and more joyful than they could have without. One of the challenges about this individual was it didn't really fit the perfect mould of someone going to church. And I think that was why he was perfect. He wasn't the sort of person you'd expect seeing and being part of a church service. But he challenged others. He challenged us to realise that, you know what, sometimes being a disciple, sometimes being a follower of Jesus isn't as one-dimensional as we like to have it. It's just not all neat and tidy and perfect like we sometimes want to have it. Sometimes it's messy. Sometimes it's complicated. And Pope Francis talks about this quite often, about how our church isn't just a church for some, but a church for all. This man, and his name was Jason, quite often challenged everyone. But you know what? Jason was being more than just himself. He was being Christ to us. And it gave us a chance to help him as well. 
and to be Christ to him. There was a joint ministry that was going on there for him to us and us to him that transformed and awakened many people. And I wonder whether we notice the Jasons in our lives, that really they have profound things to say, that deep down and even not deep down, they're able to challenge us to hear what Jesus really commanded us to do and how to live and how to love. Maybe there's a Jason in your life that you've never paid attention to. Maybe the Jason's sitting next to you in the car as you drive here today. But we all need people that challenge us and help us to push towards that goal of coming closer to our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. We all need Jesus, but we also need those around us that can challenge us too. God bless Jason, and God bless all he helped to encounter God in a deeper and a stronger way. Today I found myself After searching all these years And the man that I saw He wasn't at all who I thought it'd be Well, I was lost when you found me here And I was broken beyond repair And then you came along And you sang
that's a great song, Born Again. Before that, we heard from the Bush Deacon, Josh Clayton. He's based out in Bathurst. Great at spinning a yarn and pulling out the deeper meaning of the things that he does in, in life, one of which was a life of Jason, who didn't fit the particular mould of what people might expect about church-going people, but he was a, a certainly a disciple, nevertheless, and used by Jesus really powerfully to be Christ to other people. So God bless Jason, and God bless all he helped in encountering God in a deeper way. And he certainly impacted many people's lives, as we all should if we're led by the Holy Spirit. Thanks to Father Mike Delaney as well. He spun a great yarn, great story about his encounter with kids and the, and the wisdom that can come from their questions and their answers. To Mother Hilda Scott, speaking about us being in the heart of God. That's where love places us. Father Slawick Plonker, who broke up in the gospel for us this week. And, and to Max Norden and to, to Verity Lee Beater in particular, who gave us a few insights and a bit of a, a brief testimony on her journey into a relationship with God and, and her response to that in embracing a role with the national evangelization teams hope you've enjoyed today's show we will be doing it all again next week love bringing it to you each and every week we're rocketing through the year spring is only a few weeks away bring that on mind you i don't know what's going on in terms of temperatures of the water i, I swim every morning in the ocean and usually at this time of year it's 13 or 14 degrees in that in that water it has rarely been under 17 degrees right through winter. It's literally a situation where you jump in the water each morning and it's, it's warmer in than out. So we might be in for a, for a pretty hot spring and summer if we're going off the sea temperature, in my experience. This time next week, we'll be bringing you the journey once again. I hope you can join us. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy, and thanks for joining us this week on The Journey. The Journey is presented by Jude Hennessy and produced by Max Norton from the Office of the Bishop in the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong.